from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. All right, so we're already up to episode two. Where does the time fly? <laughs> <laughs> um, so episode one, um, it was more about me talking about me. Um, and that's just how I got, I wanted to kind of introduce how I got started in the gym and professional fitness. So my better half is here today. And uh, we're going to get a little bit into what Jenny's thoughts are on how this whole thing got to where it is today. So I guess we can start with, hey. Hey, everybody. How are you? Hey. Um, so in the first episode... I talked real brief about, um, we've trained so many people now. I mean, in, in the last seven years, professionally, we've, we've touched nearly 10,000 people's lives, um, that have come through the gym and that's stupid. <laughs> so nearly, nearly 10,000 people. And looking back now after nearly eight years, the story and how we came to be, it's just, it's old when we tell it to each other. Um, but there's still of all the people that we've impacted and had the pleasure of training, and introduce into a healthy lifestyle. I don't know that anyone even knows our story. Hey, our dog's in the room too. So this will be fun. Um, so just you, Jen, you know, what, how's it been? What's the journey been like for you? And, um, we'll go as deep as you want to go. Okay. Um, the journey has been one of the most interesting, I would say, um, interesting in way more good than bad. Definitely. There's definitely been some dips of bad in there. We've, (laughs) We've had, we've had an interesting journey business-wise, haven't we? Probably 60-40. <laughs> exactly. 60-40. Exactly. But uh, for me, it always, you know, we you said it earlier, to tell our story over and over again, it's, well, I think it can be boring and sometimes it still takes me back to why I'm glad we did it. Um, so to remember where you were specifically in our marriage at that time, um, marriage rock solid professional. I was worried about you all the time. So when you came home and took this massive leap to lead the leave corporate and go, I was like, yeah, be rock on with your bad self. Mm -hmm. And then you did a quiet bomb drop of, Oh, did you know that you're going to be in this business with me? I think I always thought you'd want to do it um, because, you know, the cool kids are doing it. You, you'll be a part of it too. But um, yeah, so when I talked story one, uh, episode one, it was about, hey, you know, I got started on the journey and I touched a little bit on the stresses that drove me to this, but we didn't touch on the, the Tony Robbins side of it. And this is a big piece of our story. I came home from a um, Unleash the Power Within. It was a four-day love fest um, down with the... Uh, Tony Robbins. I went down there with a friend of mine and I had come home and what was your, how did, how did that, that welcome home go for you? Well, I think it was because I hadn't experienced myself. I, I thought maybe you were drugged or like, I, was, I was bought into the Exactly. The cult. Exactly. Or somehow somebody walked in the front door that wasn't really you. They just happened to look like you, but it was, you are, you are a positive person to a degree. But you walked in after that thing, and I swear to God, you were like, oh, the, the dust on the counter is sparkling, and yeah. the, the <laughs> windows are the best in the whole... Like, you were so 
It was over the top. Over the top positive. And I couldn't possibly begin to understand because my life had just been that same over the last four days. Which, like I said, great life, but like I went to work. Yeah. Okay. It's like going to a concert and and trying to explain to somebody how great the experience was. And there was no common ground to share it with. You know, you'd never heard the band. You'd never seen the show. And I was like, you wouldn't believe. And what uh, one of the favorite things, my favorite things I hear Jenny tell about that time was when I came home and I said, hey, I think I'm meant to do this fitness thing full time. And I looked looked her right in the face because we were doing pretty well professionally. I mentioned that in the first show. But what I was proposing was the complete opposite. Yeah, I, I'll never forget it as long as I live. You sitting down and you said, all right, where you got me is when you said, I think I figured out my God job. And that was also a very foreign concept at the time for me. Because it's like, what do you mean your God job? Like, no, you you do your job. And yeah, we do it. everything we do is for God. But what do you mean your God job? And then I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I quit so hard. I quit so hard. You did. You Um, did. That was like, uh, it was February of 2011. And I was, we were already back into fitness. I had gotten back into it, um, doing some of the MLM stuff. And, you know, we were doing fit clubs and training people for free. Um, We were doing things at the church. And what I was proposing was to do this full time. I was going to leave behind the job. And it was the job that let us do whatever the heck we wanted to. Exactly. So so we went from... um, driving what we wanted, living in a big house. Um, dri- we had cars, we weren't even driving. Um, uh, to a life of poverty, <laughs> basically. Fitness doesn't always pay. Um, a true story. So the remarkable part of this is what we hope this show is going to touch on. And it it's, wasn't just about fitness and eating and exercising, but it's lifestyle. And what this has turned into um, with Jenny and I, the lifestyle was affected because of her overwhelming support for me. And it was, uh, it seems like a weird concept now. There's not a lot of that um, in some of this, the marriages that we know. There are some that are rock solid, you know, yep. and, and if somebody, if it was important enough, the other person would do it. But as a provider, it was a weird thing for me to bring to the table to say, you're going to be the full working person now because, oh, there's the other shoe when it drops is that you can't quit. You've got to keep working. <laughs> um, so we commuted to work together every day. Yeah, for a long time. And it was like nine years. <laughs> we had well, a, we met at work. We had a rhythm. another job. Like our <laughs> we've had an interesting journey, honey. We had a rhythm, and uh, so kind of dwelling on this whole 2011 thing. But we came home and said, uh, "I'm going to quit my job." And six months later, the gym was born. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't so much that it was the gym or the brand, and you had said it already, it was the God job, and that wasn't a concept I was, um, I wasn't familiar with that. It was only introduced out of those four days that maybe you were designed for something else. Right. Um, and I th- that's where strife comes and friction in life is it when you're doing something that you weren't designed to do. It's easy to make money. I think if you set your mind to it, anybody can go out and get a job, be great at it. Um, but what we were proposing was to restart in our late 30s because I was um, close well, to... You, you were in your late 30s. Yeah, you were a baby still. Huh? But um, I was close to 40, and we were talking about the concept of starting over, and you were kind of like our anchor baby um, with benefits and everything else. So it's a miracle the thing's still open. Um, it's a miracle it. that we've hit the 10,000 people, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and then all the cool stuff that we'll get into that we've been able to 
to make happen along the way. I mean, it hasn't been just working out in the gym. I mean, there's some stories and that's what's, that's what, <laughs> it's kind of what this show is about. We got stories. We um, do. We got, we got a lot of stories. So real quick. And again, I want you to get to know Jen out of this whole thing. If you know, Jen, the general, you, you, already, <laughs> you already know who's on the other side of this thing, but, um, Jen and I as a team, the dynamic of what we bring to fitness, the, the whole, you know, left, right channel, the, the mom, the dad, you know, the, the comforter, the discourager. I mean, that's, we, we compliment each other well and don't agree enough. Um, we do where it matters, but the, the small ways that we get there sometimes, you know, we'll, we, we can have some conflict. Well, I think the funny thing is with us, and I don't think you believe it unless you actually, if you really know us as a couple, it's very real with us. So when people are like, Brian, you know, he's such a hard ass and, you know, Jen's this, you know, gym mom. And I, I wonder if people ever think like, man, they've got their act down. But when you know us, it is so, it's us. It's completely us. Like, it's just. It doesn't make sense. It's No, it's this weird dynamic that somehow works extremely well, personally and professionally. I don't know how. And the cool part is, is that between um, the people that we're able to work with, um, I think that uh, the personalities in the gym, the classes, the the style, I, mm-hmm. I think that's it's kind of bled. We have bled that personality, those personalities into the gym, and I think it's everyone sees it. Yep, I All agree. Right. So let's get a little bit more to to know you a little bit. So what was the scariest thing? I mean, we already took away your thunder with the you're going to work and I'm not, but, um, you know, it's funny that that didn't scare me. Um, I think it was not so much that the responsibility kind of would fall on me financially because I had a very, very good job work with a a bunch of really great people, um, for a very stable company. But I think it was at that point in my life, am I going to be able to give up some of those materialistic things or Mm -hmm. maybe pass over, you know, I mean, you know, this, my family knows that I had a new car pretty much every year for a Mm -hmm. long time. And it was like, well, how am I going to adjust to this? And is it going to be something that I'm okay with? Because we were very, very blessed financially to just go and do and buy and go. And then pretty much overnight, it was, oh, we're going to draw that line in the sand and step forward. And my fear at that time was, am I actually going to be okay with it? You, you, you rocked it. it because the other side of this that we haven't really touched on is um, I emptied my retirement. <laughs> <laughs> so, Every time you say it, it's still like, even though you've done it, it's been years, it, it still gives me anxiety. <laughs> it, it, it's not real money anyway. Um, no, it's not. But the... The amount that I'd saved up to that point, and it's one of those concepts where you have to burn your ships. You know, it's to dabble into something is to f- just fail slowly. Um, but we burned our ships, and we burned we, them. We didn't just walk away from uh, income. We took what little bit we'd saved up, and we we dumped that into this thing too. So, yeah. um, because you were a part of how we created that position in life, it was your sacrifice as well, and it was because it was my idea that brought it to the table your willingness to see that happen because I had said it was my God job. Um, it was probably the most amazing thing as an adult that I'd ever seen as far as somebody believing in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, but you know, it's funny. I look back now and 
if I had known where we'd be, and I'm not even saying, you know, seven and a half years later, but even I'd say two years into the business, it's funny to me that I didn't know myself well enough to know none of that stuff actually mattered to me at all. I think it was just that we had become accustomed to a lifestyle mm-hmm. that you almost, I think if you have it, you can't believe you would ever make the choice to give it up. But at the end of the day, it it means so very little that I'm surprised it ever bothered me. Like it's funny. Well, society tells us that those things are important. Yes. And the coolness and that you got to experience as well is impacting people's lives is what was cool. Oh, yeah. And it was the the least amount of income we'd ever had. And it was the most gratifying and fulfilling thing I've ever done. Yeah. And it just goes to show you, you know, you you can kill yourself and be great at something that pays well. But if you don't love what you're doing and you're not actually... You're not doing any good to society. (laughs) You know, what what are you doing? Yep. All right, so those are... Hopefully that kind of shares a little bit with some of the folks that are, you know, that are listening that this didn't fall in our laps. I mean, it's not something that it was easy. It wasn't the, it had sacrifice, it had time, it had tears. Um, and then somehow God's kept the doors open all this time, um, to enable us to continue to do the work. And the whole point of this show is to take those experiences and what we've learned. And now what we've learned as a couple, and that's where we're advancing this, uh, the next piece of this program into, um, so after the scariest, what was for you the best thing? So if just a culmination, if you could, I guess maybe there are one or two things in your mind that stick out is, wow, I'm a part of this. Um, oh man, there's been so many, I'd say the biggest at this point was that I actually left corporate too. And that was it was recent. like, recently. Yes, I mean, a few months ago. Yay. And again, it's not that I had some evil job or worked with awful people. I was, I was very, very blessed to have a stable job and, and work with Truth. some really, really funny, great people. Um, but there is something very different, very, very different, very different. I don't have to answer to anybody. And that is a really bizarre feeling. So from the time I was a teenager, I had a boss working for the man, exactly working for the man. And then I remember, um, I don't remember, probably a day or two after I had left corporate and I sat down and I said, what do you need me to do today? And you were like, you don't work for me. And it was like, Oh no, 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 no. I, I have to work for somebody. What, what do you need me to do? And it was like, no, you don't work for me. Like if you want to, if you want some guidance or some direction, I can help you, but we need, you need to tell me what your job's going to be. I'm still waiting for my checklist. <laughs> so, so, uh, 15 plus years working for the man, you know, yeah. you come with that job comes with a set of instructions yeah. and, and now, uh, entering into the world of small business, it wasn't, this thing turned out great as fitness. It's like, Hey, let's do pushups and pull ups together. <laughs> and you know, we're going to sweat a lot. And now it's turned into, okay, this thing's actually, um, we're contributing to our community yeah. and we're affecting members of our community and we, we have jobs, you know, we, we give benefits and there's all this thing now it's turned into something I would have never thought it was going to be. No, it's crazy. Um, so, but yeah, you got to think for yourself now. Exactly. So it's, and now that I'm not in corporate, um, I had posted something on Facebook about, I was going through helping you with the, uh, marketing task that you actually for once tasked me with something. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and to go through old pictures and videos and realize just how many lives we have impacted over these years. And from the first year in business to know that there are still people that are in our lives, even if they're not physically in our gym, that they are, they're in our lives. I mean, having Doug, Mm. Doug Roland pop by and it was like, he was in town. He no longer lives here. He came back and at some point in our life and his life, we were important enough to him and he was important enough to us to make the time to meet up again. He, he was boot camper number one. So, I mean, poor Dougie Fresh. Exactly. But uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's like to go through and um, I found myself like very emotional going through a lot of that stuff. Um, the pictures. The pictures. And it was like at corporate. And again, you know, not dogging, um, especially if that's the life that, you know, if that's your God job, some people's I do believe, but to in corporate, I would have never had that opportunity. Like I wouldn't be going through pictures saying that because I was there, I impacted somebody's life. Like, whoa. When you, you only really recognize this when you can get out. I agree. When you realize you're replaceable, um, (laughs) You drop dead at the job. Someone's just going to push you out of the way so the next guy or gal can come in and take over. Um, all those years spent doing something where nobody cared. And now we have people coming back, you know, nearly eight years later saying, yes. you changed my life. I mean, I, I like it's, I'm telling you, I, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's been an emotional journey for sure. Um, but it really is to know that even if it was 1% of their life that we did something that helped them be on a better path, it is worth all the headaches, uh, probably more tears, <laughs> uh, out of, of my tears. eyes sure. than, uh, yours over these, these last seven and a half years, but it's, it's worth it. It absolutely is. And I love that we have, we can go back and look at old pictures because I, I think this job can be tough sometimes. That's a, that's a proud Papa moment for me because, um, you weren't born into fitness. You, oh, you no. didn't have that background. Ew. Um, <laughs> you, you still don't like tracking your food calories. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so, that's a lie. So no, she does it. Lie, she, lie. Does, she does it every day. No, she doesn't. Um, <laughs> so kidding, not kidding, right? Kidding, not kidding. So it's, I can't imagine you not on this journey and I can't imagine because it's changed my life and that's not what I set out to do. And now it's had such a positive effect on changing your life. Oh yeah. I mean, if you, you know me better than anybody, would you have said, you know, let's just say seven years ago that I in a fitness world would be known as the general. Hell no. I mean, is that not the funniest thing in the entire world? Jenny's best recipes (laughs) would get me shot at the gym (laughs) for seven before we opened the gym. I was eating, everything bad and because it wasn't about fitness and it wasn't about calories and it wasn't about living a healthy lifestyle oh no um, it was about just enjoying that italian lifestyle that uh, your family had oh yum um all right sweet so well right when i opened we opened the gym mm-hmm. um before i bore the idea <laughs> um you had kind of your own mindset on small business and what that meant. Cause you had your own kind of hopes and dreams for doing your thing. And the deal when we started was, Hey, I'll help you launch your thing, but I want to launch mine someday. And what that was moonlight castle. 
Moonlight Castle. Yeah. So um, my sisters and I and um, my cousins, we used to set up a pseudo restaurant in uh, my parents' basement. And it was called Moonlight Castle. This is what girls do. This is what girls do. And my favorite dish we had on the menu was called corn ala. But it wasn't ala anything. It just just was. It was a piece of plastic corn that was pink for some reason. And it was the most popular dish on the menu. Um, But I saved two of those menus. And I still have them. From Moonlight Cafe. From Moonlight Castle. Castle. Mm -hmm. And I was going to open that restaurant. I remember you telling me very explicitly the stories and oh. that you were going to do this and your mom was going to get plugged in and, you know, it was going to be this big thing. Oh, yes. So now after um, <laughs> seven and a half years of business, what are your thoughts about starting up something like that on your... Um, <laughs> so I didn't burn the menus because they have a lot of meaning to me because they remind me of my sister so much. Um, no way. Yeah. So opening... Honestly, no. Running a gym is one thing, but a restaurant... I can't even imagine. No. So, I mean, I think of how truly blessed we are with the staff that we have, and especially those who have been around for years now um, working with us. I don't like saying working for us, but working with us. Um, I can definitely see maybe one day doing a food truck, so staying in the food business, but it's going to be me and one other person in that food truck, and I will not have to depend on anybody. Oof. The... um. Just Mm-mm. we were faking the funk. I mean, that's oh. here's here's small business, and it's called fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know, stay ahead of the man. Uh, make sure you're getting your bills paid. But <clears throat> the, the, there was no amount of business coaching in the beginning. Actually, it could have saved us a lot of time. I mean, <laughs> we've gone through several business partners. You yeah, know, we've gone through a lot of change. But um, in a restaurant business, something like that, that style of small business, there's you've really got to be on your game. And you wouldn't be able to get away with what we've gotten away with, I don't think. Um, no, no. And I don't know. Um, I think I probably could have faked it having the restaurant. Like, I think I could have put on a fake smile and, you know, cried in the bathroom and <laughs> brought my makeup with me to reapply. But um, I just can't even imagine because I think of the gym and all of the help we have there. So... I mean, can you imagine if we went back and we were coaching every class, running the business, I mean, doing everything that we have the support of people to do, whereas, and I honestly believe it's because they love it and want to be a part of it. A restaurant, I don't believe that a staff there would be like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, I, I love this place. They're like, this place has a good menu, which means I get a lot of tips, which means right. I can go buy the stuff I want. Right, right, In my right. opinion, I could be completely wrong. The, um, there's a lot more respect for businesses with a lot more moving pieces. Yeah. Um, the gym's great. It's, it's our passion. <laughs> Do, can I say our? It's, can, no, you can definitely say okay, our. Okay, so it's our. It's, you it's, couldn't it's, have said that seven years ago. No, no. I had to, <laughs> I, I drug you along a little bit. You um, can tell by my outfits I used to wear to the gym. <laughs> Yeah, now it's high dollar. You know, back back then she didn't. It was just something to work out, and now it's fitness fashion. So, I think that probably brought you in more than anything else. Um, well, hopefully we'll get the food truck. We'll get there. Um, I mean, I'm we've, in a no rush. We've still got work to do here. Um, still a lot of people to. I hate to, I hate to use the word save, but there's uh, people I want to. No, I agree. I want to wake them up. No, I agree. And you actually asked me about that um, right after, as I was leaving corporate, you said, is your food truck going to happen this year? And uh, 
That's right. It was your choice. Exactly. And I told you I needed one job for, <laughs> I just need one job for a little while. Can I just do one thing? Can I just do one job? Um, All right. Um, in this, I've worked with, we've had dozens of employees, I guess, mm-hmm. employees and coworkers and business partners. And um, probably because you were tied to me is why you stuck around as long as you did. Um, but it's been uh, inspiring just to see you take on something that was completely out of your depth. Oh yeah. You and ma- my comfort zone. You made, I remember your first class and it oh, was, my gosh. what a shit show. I mean, freaked out, bright red, nervous. And I was like, you're teaching tonight. It's your, you're up. I remember thinking to myself <laughs> at that moment, I'm like, I used to like him and now I don't. But that's another funny thing too. If you think of that aspect of it, that I'm also the general like you think of this girl that was you have a nickname that was so petrified to stand up in front of people and, and it was like i don't even think about it anymore now you're cruel <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because she gets to watch people's <laughs> in agony that um she's found her purpose it's crazy it's crazy like i when i step off the floor and you know this was another thing we had talked about it was like oh what do you mean I have to give up coaching for a little while and focus on the business and stuff? And then I think the longer you're in a business, you see where the the need is, even if it doesn't align up with mm-hmm. what you want to do at the moment. But I think what's fun is that I get to plug back in and coach once in a blue moon. And I guess that general is inside of me and, and comes out and I absolutely love it, but I can see why my role has changed and how important it was for it too. And I, I awesome. love, I do love that I get to plug back in and, and put my Coach, coaching shirt on. Coaching was easier. I mean, oh yeah, it's, it's changed now. So, yeah. but yeah, coaching was the, the fun stuff. That's, <laughs> that's why we opened and yeah. now it's everything else. Yeah. Well, okay. So I want to finish up and this is where we're going to come back and do a little bit of value. So we're going to talk a little controversy. Um, there's more to you. There's more depth to you. There's more depth to us. There's more depth to the, to the gym Uh and the stories that come out. The whole point is so that um, you guys get to know us a little bit better and understand that, you know, we are on a mission. Um, but let's get to the controversy because this is is the fun stuff. All right. I love it. Um, Ooh, what you got for me? Okay. So terrified regarding your significant other, um, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, whatever. Okay. It's that uncomfortable conversation where they're gaining a lot of weight uh-huh. and you want to tell them. Okay. What's your approach? So we got, um, obviously the health is number one, mm-hmm. but how the heck do you go to somebody that you love and tell them, hey, your pants fit really tight now. <laughs> <laughs> so what I would love to say, like I'd love to be the general here and be like, Hey dude, you're getting fat. There's no, there's no way that's me. I hate that word. I hate that word. I mean, but there's no way that first of all, it's you. Mm -hmm. So I would never even think it about you like that. I hate that word so much, but I think sometimes people overthink what they try to say versus my approach with you would be, you know, we used to love doing this together in the gym and eating. And do you have, what are some of your favorite, some of your favorite dishes that I made? And I'm going to see if I can find like a healthier one. So mm. we both mm-hmm. can be around longer. 
Um, I'd probably play a little Fitz and Millie in there, our, our little fur babies, and just <laughs> say, you know, I want you to be able to run around with them and just be able to be active. Um, I would probably also, this is the, the mean side of me, I'd probably plan like a vacation for like two months away that would require you being in swimming trunks. This is your. This is what you do for me, or is this the the recommendation you give somebody else? This is what I do for you, which is what I would say. Do the. Rec- this is what I would recommend anybody mm-hmm. do. So, I see it's hard because I know you. You're doing a setup to put me in a bathing suit. Exactly. So <laughs> I definitely would say, um, if you can't fit in these, if you. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't fit in these, you don't if go. You don't, no, it's not so much even if you don't fit, you don't go. But, you know, I'm planning a vacation and I just want you to know we are going to be in bathing suits. That's very compassionate. and I am compassionate. You are a compassionate person. <laughs> and <laughs> what you don't know, you don't know. There's Jenny is compassionate. And there have been some times when she's been mean to me. And don't, you can't go. I'm going to say it. He's going to um, say it. So, oh my gosh. I heard, right now I'm flush. I, talk, I talked about it on the first show. You know, oh God. I got, I got heavy in my thirties again. Right. <laughs> and this was when I was boozing it up hard and I was freaking <laughs> eating everything in sight. And it was after I lost the weight that Jen was like, yeah, you, you had a little inner tube. You had a little tubey going there for I a while. I did say tubey. Tubey. And oh, I was like, God, I could die. What the hell do you mean? So Jen's approach at the time was to just support whatever I was going through. And, you know, I had a lot of other crap. It wasn't about me just being happy and gaining weight. It was, you know, stress and, you know, anxiety oh, yeah. of the job and everything. Um, but your approach for me, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of a man of action. If, if I'm going to, obviously, if I'm saying I'm going to do something, I'll do it. Yes. Um, There's no kind of about that. Yeah. You're a man of action. And I think you waited for the opportunity for me to say, hey, I think I need to make some changes that you waited until I got there. Um, you were never relentless um, when I said, hey, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of fat. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you supported me, but you didn't say, yeah, thank God you brought that up because, yeah, I think you're, you're overweight. You were never like that. No, and I think um, if you've got a personality like mine, too, you're already, if, if your partner, your mom, your dad, your kid, your whoever is saying, you know, I, th- I think I'm gaining a little weight, I think I need help. I think your personality has to be the real personality that comes out. I am a person who is never going to say, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're a cow. Like that's just, although if it is harsh, but if that's your personality and then you try to do the opposite, I don't think it's going to come out right. I mean, I have, I always go back to, you know, I grew up in a family where weight was talked about a lot, but you are never fat shamed or made to feel bad about yourself or nobody ever. I mean, God bless my mom with three, three teenage girls who we all struggled. It was always, you're beautiful and you are loved. And if you're unhappy, let me know what I can do to support it. So I think that's where my attitude comes from. We were, um, I hate to call it fat shaming, shaming. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the greatest older brother. Um, I gained weight, like I said, in cycles uh, through my age. Um, one of the, obviously we've had clients that have come up and asked this question. How do I help get my wife off the couch? How do I help get my husband active? Um, the wife is younger than the husband. The husband's mm-hmm. older, has some weight, and she's 
significant or she's worried significantly about his health yeah. moving forward and you just can't get these people to act and it sounds like it's a very easy subject just get up and be active but anymore what we're seeing is it's lip service to yeah. say oh 20 minutes a day walking around the neighborhood we've got 30 year olds that walk only you know poor diets very little inactivity so the guidance that i want to give um one come from the spouse you can't say anything um what i've seen and the way you and i have interacted because there's been there was a couple periods you know happy marriage you're up 10, 15 pounds. I mean, you're going to gain weight. Um, you were more like five. I was more like 15. We took turns. <laughs> we, t- we traded off. That same 15 pounds went back and forth for a while. <laughs> we um, but the, the one thing that um, for guys, you cannot go up to your wife and influence her in the way that you're looking for. It's going to have to be from a place of compassion and courage. This is what I've seen from my side. Encourage, um, recommend, yep. but you can't get pushy. You can't go signing them up for gym memberships behind their back. You, oh, you can't, no. you can't no, no, put no. them into a six week challenge when they're not asking for it. I mean, the, the spouse's role in that job, wait for the opportunity. And then with as much compassion encourage and support. Exactly. And that's what I was saying. Like I would, I think it's okay to sort of be devious in a way. And that's what I was saying, you know, plan a vacation or something that gets your significant other mom, dad, brother, sister, whoever, thinking about the fact that they're going to put on a bathing suit or um, find a way to encourage. I would also say don't expect them to do what you're doing. So 100%. Because I don't, I don't think that it, if, if I didn't like a group environment and you were like, oh my gosh, come to this group class, then I'm never going to feel comfortable there. I was the opposite. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, me, a, a regular gym is like, you've got to be kidding me. I'll, I will never sit on a machine again. But if that's what worked for me, you would, I, I think as a partner, you just have to support it. Even if you don't want to, or you don't agree with the style. It's like, if somebody wants to do the, you know, couch to, what is it? The couch to couch to marathon or couch to 5k or something exactly even if you're not a runner yourself support them by doing you by, think what do you think about actually getting involved um because we've also got those people where the the one spouse is unhappy yeah and not only is the other one not supporting they're actually sabotaging oh and, it's bad and we have a lot of those that's with um someone bringing home beer and pizza why are you bothering you i mean we've We've heard some really cruel stuff. Yeah. Um, why are you bothering? You know, you're not going to finish. You know, why am I going to waste money on this? Mm-hmm. The spouses, I think, are some of the cruelest. You yep. know, it's one thing to have a stranger be, you know, be nasty to you. But to have someone that you've committed your life to, I think people forget what our roles are as spouses. And it's oh, yeah. not to condemn or, you know, shun. But mm-hmm. I don't know if you necessarily have to join them in the activity. But something that I would say, like, I would love... Um, if it was like, oh, did you say that, you know, you were interested in starting to raise the bar? Let's go get you a new pair of shoes. Oh, the small things. Yeah. So it's not just, if it's something that you think sounds amazing for you too, absolutely jump in and try it for yourself too. But if it was, you know, me with running, it's never going to happen. 
I've seen it. Exactly. It's, it's ugly. It's it's hideous, <laughs> and it's um. Oh yeah, it's that's an, a, that's it's another, another story. topic. It's another story. Exactly. But if I had said to you, even well, use me. If I said to you, I want to run a marathon next year, I know that I know you would say, let's go out and get you some running shoes. Mm-hmm. You would never say to me, you've got to be kidding. You absolutely hate it. You know, you whine about running from here to the mailbox, you know, (laughs) you know, but I think if you are in a position where you can help somebody kind of build up their dream a little bit or make a suggestion if they have no idea where to start. So if I, you know, if you came to me and you were like, you know, I'm unhappy with the way that I look and the way that I feel, I would be like, what's the number one thing you want to change? Start small. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it'd be like fit fit into this thong. Fit into is that for you or for me? <laughs> oh wait, I thought we were talking about me. <laughs> um, well, the, the approach is actually pretty money. So you come and do like the accessory support topics, and yeah. no, not necessarily get into the ridiculing about their food choices moving forward, because no. there's going to be some transition time from old behaviors to new behaviors. Of course there is. Um, but small, like buying a pair of shoes, um, some new workout gear, some Lululemon, exactly. yeah. Exactly, but just do, just give them something. I mean, you never want to reward with food because that's usually what leads people to the problem that they're currently in, their problem. I'm not saying it's a problem. Um, That's actually a brilliant topic because people that do start on the new path, they believe they've earned a step back into their past. Yeah, exactly, but I... um, I would say you're absolutely right in that a spouse, unless you have a relationship like ours, which I think is pretty unique, I don't think that a spouse can say to somebody, uh, you're looking a little plump or something, but I think what they can do is just say, how are you feeling? You know, how are you sleeping? And, you know, how do you feel after you eat? And just kind of start the dialogue with the easy questions. Maybe just, how are you sleeping? Hmm. If you're compassionate enough, if your person is compassionate enough to dig into those details and those behaviors, um, if there's someone that is borderline diabetic, mm-hmm. um, they've looked at gastric bypass, you know, they're, they're looking at the extreme cases because it is a mountain of change that has to happen. Um, and this was something that even though it wasn't my mantle, if there was times when you were struggling, mm-hmm. um, plenty of times I would take the mantle to do the cooking and the shopping. Um, I would find ways to say, look, I know that this is going to be the most difficult obstacle in this whole thing is meal planning. And this is when you were still a corporate and mm-hmm. I was trying to keep us on track because working two or three jobs at a time is stressful. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, so maybe start small in addition to maybe something like shoes. Take on that cycle of just say, look, let's plan our meals together. And for the next 60 days, I'm going to do the cooking and the shopping. Exactly. And that way that person can focus on the mental side of the change. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And you did do that. Subliminal. <laughs> exactly. I work, I work my mind, my Jedi mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, too, if you, um, I'm not saying go out and find new friends and stuff, but if you start to start to share your struggles and stuff with people, I think you will find that more people are in the same boat. So I think for... Women, I don't know about men. For women, it's hard, I think, sometimes to be vulnerable to other women because we can be so nasty. Mm. But I think if it's not just taking it to your spouse, but, you know, could you take it to your parent and just say, hey, mom, hey, dad, you know, I'm struggling a little bit with this or a brother or sister just saying, 
I'm just not feeling so great about myself. Um, whatever they say to you is going to come from love. So putting it out there, it will help. Exactly. I think so. I think so. That's a whole other side of nasty because one, I think guys, if they get to an age, I know some older guys, obviously Mm -hmm. that, um, they just don't give a shit anymore. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how much the, you know, the, the wife would like to see them correct their bad behaviors. I think guys are more resolved to just like, Hey, uh, this is what makes me happy. This is what I'm going to do. Um, whereas women, other ladies actually will sabotage and, you know, you try to break out of being bad, that's when usually like, hey, you going to lunch with us? Hey, why don't you drink with us anymore? You hey, why don't, why don't you, uh, why aren't you doing these things that we used to do together? And you know, we you're too good for us now. Mm-hmm. So that that even gets into a whole other topic. Um, but it, how the friends and family influence? <laughs> yeah, we'll cover that one. That's a whole other topic. That is a whole other topic. I think the other thing too is to always remember that if you don't want to see yourself naked. Ooh. If the if you don't keep the lights on. If you don't on, keep the lights on, but if you, if you know can't what I mean. right. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if you don't want to see yourself naked, mm. then is your spouse really gonna want to see you naked? And I don't I don't mean that to be nasty. It makes me cringe to even like, to hear that out loud and I know exactly what you mean. Exactly. But if you are if you can't get dressed in the mirror and not be awful to your and I don't mean awful to yourself and your ten percent body fat and you know, this rock star body and you're just looking for your final tweaks. I'm saying if you feel miserable and they're, you know, you don't want to look at yourself. It might be time for some change. It might be time for some change too. It's so hard. And it, it, this, this is the whole reason this gym exists and the whole reason that, um, our path has taken us as to where they are is the, the emotional and psychological side to doing this eating right, follow the instructions, mm-hmm. working out, show up, you know, those are the easy, easy things. And I had always said, if you can cut the head off of a human, they'll be in shape and stay great for the whole time. It's the brain that messes things up. Always. Um, finding a natural path. Don't be a blunt instrument. Mm-hmm. You have to work from compassion mm-hmm. and you've got to be patient, but it's possible. Absolutely. Anything's possible, right? Well, we're, we're still working out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this is uh, Fitz and Millie are getting upset, so I think this is probably coming to a close for exactly. episode two. Um, so super cool. Um, Jen's obviously the other half of this, um, the personality, the other half of this program's personality. So Lord just, help us. Yeah. So at least it's not going to be just my gums yapping on this thing the whole time, and it'll be a little more interesting. So we will catch you guys next time. Um, We have another great show planned out for you next in episode three. So we will chat with you then. Bye, everybody. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com. And maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.